It's time for To The Max Sports, where we talk about sports. They're just two guys, Max and Drew, in a bar talking all things sports. Well, without the bar. And the beer. Wait, why aren't we in the bar? Okay. All righty. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Flying Whipper Production Studios. I am Drew, uh, along with my trusty cohort, who's remains unseen to this day. He has yet to be unveiled, but you always hear his voice, Brother Bob. And we've got Taylor in the house tonight. Hi, hello, and howdy. Taylor was here a couple weeks ago, uh, our first time working together. Welcome. Thank you, thank you. So Taylor's a perfect example of, you know, we go out, we recruit people. <laughs> I always say, if you want to show up to the show, if you're in San Antonio, just uh, reach out to me or Bob, fill in the hot seat, have some hot sports uh, opinions, and we'll... We'll have you on the show. You say recruit, I say kidnap. Well, um, okay. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Did you feel like you were kidnapped tonight? No, I'm okay. I don't know. You were badgered a little bit to little come bit. on the show. <laughs> I wouldn't say kidnapped. So uh, what do we got? Well, first things first, uh, what's the over-under on how many times Bob Sesker fuffled tonight? <laughs> Now I'm not going to say it at all. I'm going to say three to one. <laughs> hey, so anyone who knows me knows I'm a big fan of horse racing. Uh, a couple of those key things that uh, that I watch are, of course, the Breeders' Cup. Uh, you've got uh, the Derby, the Preakness, the Belmont. So I went out Friday, Bob, to my um, venue of choice. Okay. And I picked up a Kentucky Derby program. Okay. Okay. And I handicapped. Okay. And then I made my responsible wager. Okay. And I was watching the race, and I'm like, hey, I'm in pretty good shape. And then a horse comes out of the clouds that um, I didn't have, 80 to 1. And I go back to look at my program that I got on Friday morning that was printed Thursday night. And the horse that won the Derby wasn't even in the race. No, he was he, not. He replaced the horse that was scratched. Yep. And that tells you the, the thoughts that even had a chance of winning this race. I handicapped a Derby and, of course, had a horse that wasn't even in the Derby that I was handicapped. <laughs> I wouldn't have played him. Um, but you have video. Um, this is an amazing ride. It won't happen again. This horse will not win the Preakness, which is coming up. I'll tell you my reasons why. Oh, no. This horse stands no chance in the Preakness. Doesn't have a prayer. Uh, but do you have the video? I'm pulling it up right now. I'm having, as, to, I'm having to get through an ad. No worries. But as far as amazing rides, um, this guy's made a name for himself, Sonny Leon. Yeah. And uh, let me know when you're ready. So, interesting thing. Uh this is not the longest the longest odds to win right. a derby. I think 1916. Wow. Yep, 91 to 1 is the longest wow. odds. So, okay, I think I have it up. Push it over. One year I did hit a 41 to 1 in a try. It was 2008, I believe, with Mind That Bird. I won 17 grand. Oh, Me and a buddy hit it. Yeah. You guys see if you look back. 
Well, first of all, he did a fantastic so, job, yeah. Sonny Leon, getting from the 21 so post down the to back the inside there. going into the first turn. And now this is going into the far turn. He had moved yeah, I mean, he, he had he four, I mean, uh, right now. number 21. So you see epicenter there. Seem to be running very fast. They're going to have him more forward so twice. That will be your previous winner. And now he really starts uh, to accelerate Freeness and build back two weeks. in. I like him a lot. They, might, they might not even run Rich Strike back to the just because of his uh, style of running right and the Freakness is, the, the is more is of a sprinter type race. Yeah, but look at him. Look at this nice move So he's got a squeeze in there. And just a ton of force. So Epicenter, he's looking to the right. He doesn't even know this guy on the left slipping. And that's that's just insane. That's insane. But what was also insane for me was as the horse was getting walked into... The winner circle. Wait, did I pull up the wrong? Oh, bloody hell. I have the wrong video. That's okay. I got plenty to talk about if you want to pull that up, if you get a chance. No, I'm I'm just going to talk about it. So, as I mean, as as the horse was being escorted to the winner circle, it started munching on (laughs) the mane of the escort horse. Actually bit bit the outrider. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> to the point where, and this is what you're supposed to do, is basically punch the horse in the face. <laughs> well, a lot of people on social media made a big deal out of it, but uh, if you know anything about horses, or even dogs for that matter, you'll punch your, obviously, a race dog in the face. But there's other means of, of restraining them. <clears throat> so the horse is still amped up. He's oh, yeah. Won, he's won the race. Um, he sees another horse in his view, and he, he's thinking he's still in the race. So a lot of time to get rid of that nervous energy, they'll nip and, you know, the... Um, oh, that, no, but that was not a nip. It was a bite. Oh, yeah. And I've been bitten by a horse and it, Jeez. And it effing hurts, man. Yeah. And I, so he had every right to try to push that horse back. And a matter of fact, what's kind of interesting is the owners come out. Sorry about that. Oh, we have to tell everyone to silence their phones before we start now? So actually, uh, the owner came out and said... He did exactly what he needed to do. He said, "Oh yeah, that horse would have bucked and thrown my rider off, and then he's out running around and, and could have gotten really hurt." No, I mean, there's the, the, there are things you do when you're in a performance event with an animal that, if if you're not knowledgeable about that performance event, looks like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say the word abuse, but it's it, it's a it's a nasty word. So I used to race dogs, little whippets, yeah. and you, you'd race, you'd straight line race them for 200 yards, all six dogs at the same time, all muzzled, all going for the same thing. So at the end of the race, once they get past the finish line, they're all trying to munch on the same thing. There's a reason why they're wearing muzzles; otherwise, they'd kill each other. And generally, with these with these dogs, you pull them off the line and and. Like like horses in general, once they get done with the race, they're like okay, and and they just and they just kind of go into a calm state. Mm-hmm. I had one dog. One of my friends asked me to pull their dog off, and I was like, okay. I was mean, like, is there anything I need to know? He's like, no. So I pull him off, and then I take his muzzle off, and I'm 20, 20 30 feet away from the the bunny that he's chasing, mm-hmm. and this dog wraps around and chomps right on my thigh. Oh yeah, and I'm like, what the hell? And I talk to my buddy. I'm like, hey. Did you forget to tell me something? He's like, he bit you, didn't he? I'm like, that's something I could have used before. Yeah. Well, the animals are amped up. They're doing what they do. They think, you know, 
He, he got to get him under control. He, he did the right thing. The owners already come out and said, have no problem with it. An interesting side note to this story is uh, Sonny Leone, uh, the jockey, it's even more amazing. This guy runs at Beltara Park. That's outside of uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. And anyone who knows anything about horse racing, this is just a mid-level track. This is like the minor leagues. This is like the U.S. hockey team oh, yeah. beating uh, the Russians in 80. Um, but he's he's a journeyman jockey. Uh, they said he's already getting offers to, to Churchill, to Gulfstream. So, you know, his stock has considerably risen. Um, that's a neat story, but he's actually suspended here for the next couple of days for careless riding in other riding events oh, okay. about our park. Well, uh, and, 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 and the, and the owner just, I mean, in his comments afterwards was just on cloud nine. I mean, yeah. this was, this was not a Bob Baffert who's been there, done that, who, right. oh, by the way, wasn't on the grounds at Churchill Downs right. and none of his horses, sorry. And I'm going to put air quotes of which nobody can see his horses were, he had two horses in the race. Um, but yeah, th- this was not a polished owner who's yeah. been in the spotlight and he was just human, which was awesome. I yeah. love, I love that. I love that. Well, this guy, he's 32 years old. He, uh, I mean, he's running against hall of fame. You got Johnny Velasquez, Mike Smith, uh, Javier Castellano. These are, these are hall of fame jockeys. And it was just a hell of a ride. Now, having said that, I'm going to handicap the Preakness in a couple of weeks. It's coming up uh, a week from this coming Saturday. Yeah, but you're not here next week, right? Uh, I won't be here next week. I'll call in. Okay. I can do that. But but right now, Epicenter is my pick. Uh, he was the front runner. In that, well, he was winning the race till he didn't look over his left shoulder and see the guy slipping in from the inside. <laughs> but, <clears throat> I think the race sets up well for Epicenter and the Preakness. Um I don't even think they'll run this horse. Now, I think they'll put him in the Belmont because of his running style, that back-of-the-pace style that he okay. has. But I'd be very surprised if he if he even runs in the Preakness. Yeah. Maybe maybe for triple count implications, he may be pressured into it. But he won't win the next race. But anyway, that was, a, that was cool. Yeah, very cool. So, uh, having said that, we got basketball. Yes, we do. Right now. And Taylor's kind of our basketball guru. We, we got <laughs> Jeff, who's normally here. But so let's let's talk about. Um, well, first of all, let's talk about the Bucks Celtics series. Anything surprised you or stood out in that series? Um, Jason Tatum. Yep. Jason Tatum. Um, I think he has been searching um, for for not really so much a comeback, but kind of searching back for that confidence that he had a lot in the regular season when, you know, he clutched up and, and took over games. Um, and he hit that three, um, in the fourth quarter of that last game. Um, and you could kind of see a change in, yeah. in, in his dynamic. You could, you could see his change in his energy. Um, and I think that we're about to see Jason Tatum do things, um, in, in this playoff series that we haven't seen, um, for quite, for, for the, from the start of this season. Um, Jason Tatum's taking control of that team. I think that um, his length, his athleticism, um, his IQ level, um, Jason Tatum is about to do some crazy things. Um, and it's going to be excited to see. But, but wasn't it, I mean, for my eye, the difference was the stare down that Giannis gave on Horford. And then, and then it's like Horford had, I, I think Horford had all the emotions of his entire, what, 15 year NBA career 
just just gelled in. It, he showed more emotions in the last three quarters of that game that he'd had in 15 years before then. It's amazing. I mean, I remember this guy coming out of college, and man, time goes quick when you're talking about Al Holford and what a 14, 15 year career already. He, oh, yeah. he's just so reliable. Yeah. That's what's so awesome about Al Horford. He, it's. I don't think he's got the talent that Tim Duncan has, but the kind of um, what he brings to the table in terms of experience, in terms of I know my role. Um, an IQ. Yeah, yeah, and, and that and that that IQ level. Um, it's just somebody that you can rely on to do the job that he's there to do. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's what a veteran cohesive unit will give you. Yes, and that's and that's what I think that team is, as opposed to a set of superstars put together for the purposes of having a set of superstars together. So all having the said that, it's been a competitive series. Uh, what's the outcome in your opinion? Um, I'm, I'm, on, I'm, I'm thinking Celtics all day long. I, I really truly am thinking Celtics. The, the toughest, the, the toughest problem that the Bucks have is how much they put on the shoulders of Giannis. Yeah, that that is that is in it. And not I mean, not that the guy can't handle pressure because he's shown time and time again that he can. But the problem comes down to is you rely so heavily on one guy and supporting he's only got so much to give. Well, yeah. And and, and he's also missing Middleton. Right. And as we're talking, you know, we're we're in a full season now. We got 82 games. You know, you're going, you know, the, the one more round when you're into the Eastern Conference finals and you've got a guy that gives 100% 100% of the time. Yeah. And you can only do that for so long. And not that he doesn't have a great team around him. He does. They're, they're all solid guys. But when you put so much on the shoulders of one person, that that will take a toll. And the later you get into stuff like this, um, I, I think that it's going to be dependent on his health and his, his mental capacity. Um, but I, I mean... Outstanding player. He's probably one of the best guys we've ever seen in, in, in our lifetime, in my lifetime. Um, but he needs a supporting cast that they can carry the weight when he can't. Sure. So moving on, who do you think they will be competing against? Um, my my personal uh, expectation is to see Miami. Um, Miami is. Can is we a, admit Spoltra is a great coach? He is. He, he, and I, I was skeptical when he had the, the team that he had. Um, a couple like years ago. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Ever but since LeBron days, they said, you know, but. Well, Miami's been a contender since. And, and LeBron left, Dwayne Wade was gone, and they've been pretty solid yeah. in the East. And that guy's been a coach now for 15 years? Yes. Hey, are we thinking, I'm sorry, I'm just throwing it out there. Are we thinking Popovich? Can he, can he catch Popovich if he sticks around for another He's a fairly young guy. He I mean, is we'll a fairly say young guy. Now you think Popovich is going be an far out in the future. He, the thing about my uh, about Spolstra is when he had LeBron and we had Dwayne Wade. It yes, he is the head coach. Great, but he wasn't running the team. He but, wasn't. But he was able to manage that team. He was able to manage and that no team. No one can manage LeBron. He probably managed LeBron better than any coach did. One hundred percent agree. And now you've got. Now, now you've got a, a bunch of young guys that see somebody that has has gone there, done that, won the, the championship. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and now you've got some some young guys that are coachable. You've got like one thing that I've loved about Jimmy Butler is Jimmy Butler, outstanding player, but he doesn't. He's he's not so flashy that it's 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 annoying, right? right. He he's a very he comes off pretty pretty dang humble. Yeah. Um, and he's 
incredibly coachable and he listens and you've got guys like Tyler hero. I mean, I think Miami's they've got, they've got the, the, the guys to get the job done. It's going to be a hell of a tough time going out. Uh, whoever comes out of the, the West, but um, I, I think that you're going to see them in the Eastern conference finals. They're going to see them in the finals. Yeah. It's, it, it's another team. I mean, if we get heat and Celtics in the conference championships, you have again, two teams that are cohesive units. Yes. Not just a superstar lineup. Right. So right. I, pick, I picked the Sixers a uh, couple months ago. But, you know, you just mentioned a name of a guy that wants to take the team on his shoulders and makes everyone around him better. And there's a guy on the Sixers that is a perennial Oklahoma, Houston. I'll let you guess who I'm talking about. <laughs> Mr. Hardy. Brooklyn. He just... He, he's not that guy. Yeah, but in no. but but in all fairness, in Game Four of that series, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about a Game Four. I'm talking about every playoff team he's been in. He can't elevate his team over over a number of games. He has had spl- spat, splashes splashes. That's the right word of of brightness. Even in this series, Games Three and Four. Of this series. But he doesn't even have to have a good game. You know, a superstar doesn't have to have a good day game for the team around him to to somehow work. What what do you think it is about Harden or do you that just isn't that it factor? Yeah, no, I, I think that he has tunnel vision. And and I, I say that because yes, he does have his splashes. When you're let's like I mean, I think a great example I mean, James Harden has the has the talent to make his team better. He he is that guy because he get he gets so much attention from the defense yeah. that he he is somebody that can make those things happen. But when it comes down to it, he has tunnel vision. So it is it is James Harden and about James Harden, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's the numbers, it's the stats. Um, but I you, you hit it on the nail. He does not make his team battle for this for the sole reason that he can he will put his head down and it's one on one. That's where he thrives. That's where he's comfortable. He's not so much of a facilitator as well as he really could be. They really could be a, a team that could win it all. But somebody yeah. like James Harden that only sees what he wants to see um, at, at the times that matter most, it's going to be an absolute problem. Reminds me of another guy that played for him named Allen Iverson. Yes. Who, yes. You know, he probably opened up the, the Sunday paper at the time and I had 34 points and six rebounds and 12 assists. Oh, oh, we lost. So he's a stat keeper. 100%. Yeah. But but having said that, I think Harden's got a lot more talent around him than a lot of the Iverson teams did. 100%. By far. By so far. And, and, at, and at the same time, like I, and I, I've, I, I am a, I bleed silver and black. I'm a Spurs fan. By far. Um, we are in a point guards league. Mm-hmm. And it has been for quite some time. Have you noticed how it's transitioning more to bigs now? It slowly but surely you've got Back yes to the bigs yes it, everything comes thank full goodness circle. right because <laughs> because what the bigs and we got to see this through the Spurs we got to see this through the Lakers we got to see this um, qu- quite quite some bit but it having a big guy that draw you know it's 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 that same in and out right dish in look it out dish it back out and yeah I think you're right yeah we're, we're, we are starting to see some 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 change into you know a, a big man's league but for for right now, in my opinion, and, and in the past couple of years, it's been a point guards league. Um, yeah. And the successful point guards and the successful teams are the ones that make them make, make yeah. a team better. 
Yeah, very true. Well, moving on to the West, but before we do that, talking about Biggs, condolences out there to the Bob Lanier family. Lost a great one. Um, They said, rumor had it, that his shoe was size 22. Jesus. Now, most of them say it was about 18 and a half, but there was rumors that it was as large as 22. I heard 21 earlier today as, as people were talking about him. So you know what they say about big shoes, right? Big, big socks. socks. Well, those are awful. <laughs> hey, hey, those are awful short shorts they used to wear. <laughs> I hope nothing was slipping out, man. <laughs> Just flopping around. But, okay. I, but I'll tell you what, man. He he was a hell of a ball player. Yep. and. And, uh, you know, it's always sad. You know, I'm getting older, so every week you, it seems like we're losing a great one. On to the West. Well, I mean, what, what was great about him was he, he had a he had a great career, but yeah. it was the career after he got done on the court that really showed showed the man that he really, really was. Talk about it. I mean, I mean put being an ambassador, he was an ambassador for the sport yeah. under two commissioners. Yeah. He he was spreading the love of this game. That that was who he was, and he's it, it just absolute love of the game. Yeah, and and that that speaks more more to me when when guys go on and do that, guys and girls go on and yeah. do that after their playing career, than it does than it does the stats. Because if we if we're going to talk to Mount Rushmore of NBA, Bob Lanier is not going to be on the Mount Rushmore. No, no, but. When it comes to people that have been ambassadors of the sport, very few better. Absolutely. Yep. I totally agree. Uh, moving on to the West, let's talk about Golden State. They Man, are. Have they just kind of. The lineup of death. They're just one of those teams that, like the Spurs to me used to be, they kind of meandered at some point, especially towards the end of their careers. You know, the Spurs might be the seven, six, fifth seed. But then when playoff time came, they came ready, you know, and it just seems like, to me, they're really starting to gel at the right time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I completely, totally agree. And I, I think that we're going to see one of two teams, um, obviously, out there. I'm, my prediction, I'm going to see the Suns and Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. Is it just because you want to see something different? I do. do I do want to see something different. they can do it? No, oh. I, I want okay. Here, here's my thing on the Although Warriors. The Suns aren't necessarily different. They're, they're very, very talented, very young. Here, here's my thing about the Warriors. The Warriors, one, they've changed the game of basketball for life. Um, we're seeing it in our youth. We're seeing it in high school. We're seeing it in college. Talk they've about changed the small ball concept, right? One hundred percent. What do the Warriors bring to the table, both in terms of entertainment and the game? They bring a shock factor. They bring a shock factor. No matter, you can be up thirty points coming into the fourth. And that game is not over yeah. ever. And, and that's what's, that's something that is so exciting and so much fun to watch about the Warriors is they are never out. Now, my prediction with the Suns is what do you do with a team that has a shock factor like the Warriors? There's, there's got to be somebody on the team, on, on the opposing team that can tame the shock factor. And I think that Chris Paul is somebody that can tame that, right? It's, it's being able to see a, to manage a momentum shift in the game. And I think that we've got somebody in the Suns like Chris Paul that's that's got the experience that he has, but also the dude's a freaking pit bull. He he is old. He's an older older point guard. They were writing him off a couple of years ago. They were. And and but he he is not somebody to be taken lightly. Um and I think that Chris Paul is somebody that can tame the excitement and can tame um that that shock factor that the Warriors can bring 
Um, and it's Chris Paul's not afraid to foul out the game. That's what's yeah. pretty cool about him too. If he's got to get in your face and, and, you know, be aggressive and get physical, that's something that you're going to get out of your point guard. And when you've got young guys on a team like the Suns, they're going to follow suit and it is going to be a brawl. Didn't Paul foul so out in game four? I mean, the Suns are going to, I think the Suns, I, 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 the Warriors, I can see going to the finals and winning the finals. If there's but one I mean, team the, that can, the take Suns, them. Uh, they're still in their series. Yeah, Suns are going to walk out of this on top. What are they, 3-2 right now? Yeah, 3-2. So, yeah, yeah, 3-2. Yeah, Suns are going to come out of this. We're going to see the Warriors, Suns, in the Western Conference Finals. And it is... Do you think they got the MVP right over there in Dallas? Oh, man. I'm not too sure about that. I don't... I personally know. Um, Who would you take in? Jokic. How about you? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, It's tough. It's... I I, I like Embiid. Yeah. But it's tough. It could have gone to anybody. It really could have. It, it, it was a really, really good class of, of, of potential MVP picks. Yep. So you got Golden State, you got the Suns. Yep. Suns are coming out. You got the Suns against the Heat. Yep. Suns Heat. That would be interesting. That would be an interesting series. And I'm going to be contrary. I mean, I, I was picking the Suns are you, Warriors. Are you not ever the contrarian? That's, that's my job. I was picking the Suns Warriors in the West all. At the at the very very beginning of this long haul that is the NBA playoffs, which just lasts forever, um, but the East the East has surprised me. Yeah, and I I, I don't know who's going to come out of there on the East. Um, Warriors all the way. Warriors come out and play. I, I'm with you. I got the Warriors. I think the veteran leadership will take over. I think. The been there, done that factor will take over. Um, but I do agree. Whoever wins the West wins the, at this point, even though I had the Sixers a couple months ago. So yeah. war, so Warriors-Grizzlies, dirty series or just really, really hard physical play? I, Did you ever watch Detroit and the Bulls oh back in the gosh. 90s? Yep. Oh, this is chump change compared to that shit. Yes. Yeah. Well. This ain't your daddy's NBA. And that, this that's, is, my, that's, that's been my biggest grievance. And it's it's actually hard for me. Go ahead. I mean this the this was the Brooks foul. This was the breaking of the elbow. That no, that was about as bad as you can get under today's rules. Under today's, Bill Lambeer would laugh at that. Well, yeah, that that, that was back. That that was back in the day where guys up in the air. I'm going to put two yeah. hands on the small of his back and drive him into the second I, row. I watched Bill Lambeer almost decapitate Bird. Yeah, that that was weak sauce. That was absolutely weak sauce. And look, you're in the playoffs, okay? Every two point counts, and you don't make that's nothing. Challenging that's challenging the point. That's part. It's part well, of like you, he was. That's a hard foul that went astray. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but it's progress. Back in those days, our cars got you know two miles to the gallon. Now <laughs> I get forty one. Yeah, progress. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I, <laughs> and I guess in today's NBA, that's a flagrant. But I don't look at it as as like he was out there Malicious. really trying to intentionally hurt the guy. I I know I, I I don't think he was I don't think he was intentionally trying, yeah. but I I believe it was a very very hard play, and it was reckless. It was a reckless hard play. Reckless mm. hard play would have been if he would have undercutting. Yes, I agree with that. Okay, his hands were up. He didn't go. He didn't go low. He went high. No, his his hand was up and it went across the head. When you're but, moving at that kind of speed, and if you played the game which I have here. You know, it's funny you said that, Bob. 
because I played every sport. And there's only one freaking sport I've been hurt at more than any. Not baseball, not football, not hockey, you name it, basketball. I've gotten hurt more times playing basketball. Elbows to the face, nails scraped across the face, uh, twisted ankles. So I just look at it as a bang-bang play, and, and, and he just got twisted the wrong way. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to kind of, yeah, I, I completely agree. I'm, I'm with you. I played basketball my entire life. I had offers to play in college. I did decide not to do it because I wanted to get into business. But I've, I, I played football in high school, um, track, bat, you know, you, you name it, I, I did it. And I never got hurt more. I've torn everything and broken everything <laughs> in basketball. I think but you're more vulnerable I'm, in basketball. I'm, I'm five foot 10, 160 wet, 170 wet. Um, and I, I was a point guard um, in high school. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, I never got dunked on once. Why? Um, because you don't make that shit easy. No, <laughs> that's true. absolutely not. It's, it's just not going to happen. If I've got to go full force into you, then that's what I'm going to do. And we're talking at the NBA level. Um, when your adrenaline is higher than it's ever been, you're on a stage that you've never been on before. Ain't nothing going to be easy. And if it's a simple layup and you're going to swat at the ball, swat at a hand, it is what it is. He, he didn't do nothing yeah. malicious. I think the other thing that pisses me off is your 5'11", 160, and I'm 5'11", 225, and that really pisses me off. <laughs> well, you know, they, they, they have this new invention. It's called the gym. <laughs> and maybe put down the cervezas? Possibly. I mean, get smaller bottles. <laughs> so Bob took umbrage with it. We didn't, you know. No, um, no, I, I'm, not taking, I'm not taking full umbrage with it because I don't believe it was, it was an intentionally injurious play. Then what's your beef? I believe. Why did, you, why did you have to pull it up and talk about it? Because I thought it was a little. It was a little reckless. Okay. Do you remember? It was. It, it was a legitimate flagrant too. Draymond Green's and the day standards. Draymond Green's in the game yeah. before was not a legitimate flagrant too. You know what? Uh, and again, by today's standards, but 15 years ago, 20 years ago, he's just shooting free throws if he gets back up. Yeah, and I, I don't think and, LeBron could survive today's NBA. And I know everything's different, and, and, and they would have adjusted. But and, Le, I, I see this more often than not, and this is why I got to be honest with you: I can't sit through a freaking NBA game anymore because every game to me looks like a freaking All Star game, where they're just there's no freaking defense. Well, it's I mean, but but if you, if you look across at all sports. And, and we can kind of transition and talk about other sports. This is the trend. This is the trend to be more, more relevant, more engaging, not to the hardcore fans, which we generally are, but to the casual fan. In, in, in NFL, what is more exciting to a casual fan, a 6-3 grind them out game or a 41-35 shootout? I get it. That's the reason why in the regular season, they don't call that much in the NBA. It's the same thing. Do, do I want to see defense or do I want to see guys popping up threes? Yeah. And that used to drive me crazy in the NBA games where it just seemed like if they didn't make the shot, they were going to the foul line, you know, one team shooting 20 free throws a game, the other shooting 30. And it's just like, oh and, my and, God. And, and I like some of the, th some of the things that the NBA has done. Their focus on unnatural body movements during a shot to, to draw a foul. I, I was listening to a podcast the other day. They were talking about 
there are retired referees that consult. I, I didn't, I, it, it makes totally sense once it said, when it was, once it was told to me, they have retired referees that consult with NBA teams and coach these players on yeah. not, not ga- not gaming the system and flopping. They're coaching these players on where the referee is going to be, what the referee can see. Oh so God, analytics and basketball now. Well, no, it's it, it's it's not analytics. It's it's actually okay. The referee is going to be positioned here. This is what the referee can and cannot see. Yeah. So so if you're going to whine about a call, understand that that yeah, you may have gotten fouled. Yeah but the referee can't see it. So you need to position your body in a different way, move a different way to highlight the wrongdoing of the opposing player. That's true. I just want to say one thing about your, uh, the the casual fan um, wanting to see a blowout versus wanting to see some really awesome defense. And I just want to break, and this this is NFL. Um, I don't know if you remember uh, when uh, Monday night football, they would do jacked up. Yeah. That was one of the coolest things that I've ever, like that, that, that was one of the things that got me into football back then when you got to see Mike Alstott just blow off helmets and Ray Lewis and Ed Reed just knock kids out, just completely out of the game, John Lynch and. Um, yeah, but the, yeah, it, so I think this, this blowout thing that you're mentioning is something new. Um, thank you warriors for, for kind of starting that trend. You've seen 140 points a game. Um, but I, I think that before sports got so woke of you know uh, we, we here's a foul that's a foul um i think the casual fans back then you know 5 10 15 years yeah. ago it was a completely different game well, well I, th- th- I think what happened is the you know these nfl nba uh major league baseball owners these guys are very expensive athletes sure and so what do you do when you have an expensive thing that you want you protect it you take care of it and so I think the game has gravitated more towards we got to protect our assets because I can't afford that makes to, sense. Yep. I can't afford to have a, you know, a guy like James Harden, I'm paying him, uh, overpaying him 120 million or whatever. And he goes out there and, and a Bill Lambeer type decapitates him. So I think it was more about protecting the investments. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's not Taylor. It's, it's not blowouts. It's, it's high scoring shootouts sure. yeah. that that I think are more more exciting to to the casual fan. And and once you get to the playoffs, there's there's a different draw into the game to watch it. And they and, and in my estimation, and, and in all sports, the refereeing, the umpiring, the officiating, once you get to the playoffs is slightly different. Whatever whatever the yeah. sport is. Well, I think Bob will agree with this and then we'll wrap it up. Um but back in our day, it didn't matter what happened during the regular season, whether it be NBA, baseball, or football. What did we always say? Come playoff time, defense wins. Yeah, pitching yep. wins, and that's that's out the window now. It's not necessarily well, the best defensive teams. No, no, but I, I I disagree with that. That's that's one of the Celtics' greatest strengths right now. They are a top-notch defensive team, and they're playing great defense. If the Celtics win the NBA title, then we can say that. But I'm just talking about back in the day, and you just named one team out of about eight that are playing in the playoffs right now. I I think Lombardi was the one, he was the one that said, what, um, offense wins games, defense wins championships? Yeah. I think that's a direct quote. Yeah, and, and, 
and 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 something else, Taylor, to that I'll that I'll take a little bit of a contrarian position. Yeah, the Warriors are the natural progression of the NBA adopting the ABA three point rule. Yep, and and this is the natural progression of it. These these guys that run run NBA organizations and NFL organizations and baseball teams and hockey teams. They, these are not stupid people. Yeah. They, they have been slowly changing the game, changing how they play the game to take advantage of the rules that are in front of them. Sure. That's their job. So I agree on a natural progression. What we do, Taylor, I think you did it once is uh, I keep kicking Bob's ass, but I always give him a second chance. So I'm going to let you be the official guy tonight. All righty. I want you, we'll do it like, uh, do you ever play blackjack? Love blackjack. You love blackjack. Do you hit on 16 so, or do you, you stay? Oh, I always make them beat me. Yeah. I stay on 16. Yep. Um, I want you to pretend this is a blackjack card. Go ahead and put your, your deal and wherever you want it there. Slide it in here. Is oh, a, gotcha. Is a deck of wait, wait, wait. Oh, we're splitting the deck. Wait, wait. Splitting the deck. Okay, for for those people that are just listening and are not watching the video, he's sliding a sheet through a deck of cards. Okay. This is nothing else going on. Nothing else going right, on. Go ahead and take it out. These will be the questions you ask Bob. These will be the questions you ask me. We go left to <sighs> right, one at a time. You got it. All right. All right. Well, I think you owe me two pizzas, but we'll see if you owe me three. All right, you ready, Bob? You want sure. to first, Bob, you want to flip for No, I'm, I'm the loser. I'll go first. All right. All right. I thought the winners always go first. But. Uh, baseball question, Bob. Okay. During an infield fly roll situation, a runner who is off the bag is hit by a batted ball that has not been touched by a fielder. Is it out? Is who out? The runner or... Repeat the question again. During an infield fly roll situation, a runner who is off the bag is hit by a batted ball that has not been touched by a fielder. I know the answer to that. Is he out? I would say out for interference. Yeah, It's a yes or no. Yes, he's out. Yes, he is out. Correct. Do I go? Is is he answering all four? Okay, no, no, no. You now you take another card yeah, and ask so him. You go left on that, right here. Okay, start here. That's Bob's. This is mine. Left to right. Oh, okay. you're looking at the card. It has the answers on the card. Bob, I, I, got you. I, got you. I can't. I can't freaking see anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blind as a bat. I, I, I got the new one. I got to make you feel better. <laughs> all righty. Are you ready, Drew? Oh man! All right, loser. (laughs) All right, there is one out with bases loaded. One out with bases loaded. The batter hits a grounder toward the shortstop. All right, I was a shortstop. The runner from second stops and intentionally lets the ball hit him to avert a double play. We just talked about it. Is the ruling? He's out. Are both the runner? Which one? Well, I know the runner's out for sure. I mean, yeah, the runner's out for sure. How about the batter? I don't think the batter would be out. It's not his fault. I'm going to say the the runner's out, the batter's not. That's actually, and if if, if that is true, I'm going to be very surprised because that's a way to engineer a run very, very easily. The runner and the batter are out because of the runner's intentional interference on the double play ball. 
It's this is this is this is kind of like ethics questions. It's like, what would Jesus do? And yeah. and, and and I think Jesus would look at that and go, yeah. In, in fairness, you shouldn't be able to score a run in that situation. I agree. So now you'll go to the right. Right. Gotcha. All righty, Bob. Basketball. John becomes confused after receiving John a, Wall. John Wall okay. becomes gets confused. Paid a lot not to play. Man, he's a he is a hooper though. Dude for ball. John becomes confused after receiving a bass and a pass and attempts a layup at the wrong basket. He is fouled on the play and makes the basket. What is the ruling? That is a good one. That's, 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 that's hilarious. Just imagine in your head. I think I know. It's, you want to read it back? The, the, the basket counts okay. and it is not a shooting foul. I'm going to say it is, and the other team gets to shoot the free throw. So, but this is your question. So, it's the basket counts, and I because the question is not asking, not giving more information about you know what is the status of the bonus. Are we Bob, in the bonus it's a plus? Five minute show. Fine, basket counts, non-shooting foul. All right. Well, you're both wrong. The basket does not count. The ball became dead when John was fouled. If John's team was in the bonus, he would be given a one-and-one attempt. If not, they would have been given the ball out of bounds near the spot where the foul occurred. I was half right. I wouldn't have gotten that right. I'll be honest. I was, no I, I was half right. Stop Stop with the sound pattern. I'm going to turn it off. I don't really understand. Oh, you're you going to cry? I, I can turn the sound pad off. <laughs> I don't really understand why the basket... Wouldn't count. That's the one piece I don't yeah, it's understand. Weird. Running okay. right along. Yep. All righty. Okay, now mine. Hopefully, we still have a few viewers. Feel free to play along, comment, see if you beat me and Bob. Right now, Bob's 0 for 2. I'm 0 for 1. John Wall. John Wall. No, I have one. I got oh, the first one. Oh, you got the first one. one though. Yeah, you got the baseball one. I got one, the right. first one. Oh, that's right. All right. After John releases the ball on a throw in, it is discovered that the opposing team has six players on the floor. What should the referees do? I think it's a, um, the opposing team had too many players on the floor. when The, the opposing team has six players on the floor. What does uh, the, re- what should the referee uh, do? I think it's a technical shoot to free throw. Bob, you have any opinions on that? At, Again, this is, this is another one. I, I think I need more information, but... Yeah, that's confusing. Uh, no, but you're uh, pretty dang close. Call a technical foul, and of course, one player has to leave the floor. Okay, well, I got half a point. Yep. All right, so it's one, Bob, half for me. All righty, football. It is third and goal on the five-yard line. Wait a minute. I did get it right. Yeah, he, no, yeah, he got one on that. He got he, yeah, he um, technical yes, foul. Yes, 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 you got it right. We're tied 1-1. One, one. Okay. All right, college. It is third and goal on the five-yard line. John scores easily on a reverse and is already in the end zone. When the pulling guard, who is also in the end zone, clips, what is the ruling? Oh, I know that one. I can repeat it if you'd like. Well, the, 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 there is no ruling. Once, once, the ball, once the ball is crossed the plane, it's a touchdown and, and the play is dead. So yeah, no, it's it's a touchdown. No, no further 
So are you saying that nothing happens in a clipping call? Well, I'm, I'm starting, I'm starting to think that there probably should be an unsportsmanlike conduct. Now I'm going to say it's a penalty to be assessed on the kickoff. They have to, on, they have to kick the ball back further. No, I'm kicker on no, the kickoff. No, I'm, no, I'm on, on the extra point. Not the extra point. No, on the extra point. The touchdown counts. The 15 yard penalty for clipping is administered on the extra point attempt. Good job, Bob. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That was pretty good. There you go. (laughs) There's all the colored buttons. All righty. Man, John is a jack of all trades here. John runs a sweep around right end. And down the sideline for an apparent touchdown. Okay. During the run, he comes in contact with a teammate at the five-yard line who has made a block, but is now standing out of bounds. Is the ball blown dead at the five-yard line where contact was made, or does the touchdown count? I mean, if he made a block at the five-yard line, was he standing out of bounds before he made the block? Yes. So he's out of bounds. During the run, he comes in contact with a teammate at the five-yard line who has made a block, but is now standing out of bounds. Is the blown is the ball blown dead at the five-yard line where contact was made, or does a touchdown count? That is a, that doesn't have enough information. Yeah, it doesn't have like. enough information. But if the guy was out of bounds and contact was made, then it doesn't count. But if he was if it was after. contact and then he goes out of bounds, yeah, it'd yeah. be a touchdown. Yeah. I, I, yeah, you, you should get, yeah, the touchdown counts. Yeah. Yeah. Touchdown. Yeah. That, yeah, that, no, that is right. Cause you need to know if when no, you're I'm touching, if he was out of bounds and came back in, I wonder if it and, 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 and I'm questioning, did, did he apply a block on an opposing player while he was out of bounds or after he was out of bounds? That should be an, an illegal block and the ball should be whistled dead. But the big thing yeah, is not enough information, but you got it right. I'm going to crow cause I got it right. All right. <laughs> I have control. Last round. So we're tied 2-2, two, two, right? Yeah, 2-2. Yeah. Two, two. This is, it all comes down to this, guys. Right. You're talking about high stakes. During stroke play, John's putt stops an inch short of the hole. In disgust, he knocks the ball off of the green with the back of his putter. Must John now play the ball where it lies? Or replace the ball under pen, under penalty of one stroke. Plays it where it lies. Uh, he's got to he's got to hit the ball wherever he hit it. That's what I said. Play it. Play it where it lies. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant he. Yeah, he's got to no. he's got to replay it. He's he's got to play it he's where wherever the ball where, ended yeah, up. Agree. Is there a penalty? No. No, no mm. penalty. He has no choice. He incurs a one stroke penalty and must replace the ball. Really? Interesting. What? God, I did that a lot. <laughs> okay. No For the points. Win. No points. Here we go. Win, this man. is it right here. It's a stupid answer. I'm oh. playing. I'm, I'm, I'm continuing under protest. Is algebra just alphabet math? Yeah, that's my shirt. Okay. <laughs> All righty, here we go. This is it. A player breaks the shaft on his putter as he is using it as a cane to climb a hill. <laughs> Can he replace the putter during the round? Absolutely fucking not. He cannot replace it. Wait. 
See, th- no, this no, he can't. He can't replace it. Th- can't, no, no. This is out. this is another question with not enough information. Because you're only allowed a set number of. That's the part- thing. If he doesn't have enough club, if he doesn't have the regulation number of but, clubs in the but bag. For the sake of this, I'm going to say he can't replace the putter because it's happened before, and I've seen guys playing with their nine. If if, if he question. has fourteen, ba- if he has fourteen clubs in the bag and he breaks it, hey, what's what's is okay, what's I, it say? All right. Can he replace the putter during the round? No. Yes. Since it was broken accidentally. It has become unfit oh. for play in the normal course of play. Yeah, that's bullshit. But it's intention. I think it's 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 like the rule of yeah, intention. I think you're right. Oh if wow. Yeah. I mean if, if yeah, that that was the using it okay. as a cane. Not all right, not we gotta do one more. We have to death, do one more. Sudden death. That's his, that's mine. All right, am I picking one, or are we just going to go through just, them? Just go, go go left to right again. Just, all right. Yeah. And then do mine, so we all get the same okay. sport. All righty. There is, this is for Bob. There is one out with a runner on first. The batter hits a long ball to the outfield, which is surprisingly caught as the runner nears third. The ball is thrown to the second baseman, who tags the bag before the runner can retreat to second. Does this constitute a third out? No. The answer is no. Since the runner originated at first base, the defensive team must appeal there. All right. Well, we, we might have to call it a stalemate if... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, One yeah. More. We're going long. We're going long. Batters in the fourth, fifth, and sixth positions are due up in the inning. The batter in the sixth position leads off in singles. The batter in the number five position sacrifices him to second. The batter in the number four position comes to the plate and takes one pitch before the defense appeals. Who is out? I'm totally freaking confused. Wow. How can the sixth batter bat before the fifth and fourth? That's the problem. That doesn't make any sense to me. That's that's the problem. Can we do a new question? Because that one makes no sense. I mean. It doesn't make any sense. I Yeah, let's let's do a new question, Justin, in the interest of brevity, because I, I want to read that one and and understand it a little bit more. Find the short question. <laughs> Got a short question here for you. During an infield fly rule situation, okay. a runner who was off the bag is hit by a batted ball. Hey, it, we already did this one. Oh, yeah, we did. God, of all these I pick. Okay, we've lost all our viewership. Play yeah, pretty home. much. There is one out with bases loaded. Okay. The batter hits a grounder towards the shortstop. Yep. The runner from second stops and we, intentionally. We've already had this one, too. Yes. Yes. Okay, hold on. I, I There is a runner on third with two outs. All right. The batter, realizing the runner on third has decided to steal home, backs up and interferes with the catcher, preventing him from making a play on the runner. Who is out? Uh, well, the uh, runner from third is out because that's interference. Third. Wrong. The batter is out and the inning's over. You're right. You're right. That's I know. That's, that's, that's the answer. Because that happened in 75 World Series. Okay. There was a big controversy. Hey, well, guys, now that we've lost okay. all our audience. That's all right. We had fun. Okay. Thanks uh, for coming in, dude. Yes, thanks for having me, I guys. I won't be here next week. Someone will be sitting here. You have a good time. Tune in. And until next week, we will see you. Go Capitals. O-H.